All right. Welcome back to the podcast. This week we are with artist Kid Louie, and I hope I'm saying that right. I'm just assuming that's how it is. No, yeah, that's how you say it. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, to kind of kick it off, just introduce yourself and uh, just whatever you want to say about yourself. How y'all doing, man? Everybody watching this. First thing I want to say is I appreciate you having me on here, man. Um, I'm a 19-year-old musical artist from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, cares about music my entire life. Always try to make it happen type type thing. And I just really appreciate you having me, man. I'm just a lyrical artist, a melodic artist, and stuff like that, man. Yeah, no, for sure. You can definitely, uh, I've definitely noticed that in the, the few songs I've uh, listened to over the past couple of days when we finally solidified the date here. And uh, yeah, so you dropped, recently dropped a single 2021. That was the first, like the first one you dropped this year. Uh, kind of how was the making of that? Was that something you've had lined up? And is that something that you have? Is that actually a single for an upcoming album? Um, Believe it or not, that was a feature with one of my homies, uh, Lil Lowski. Me and him uh, had gotten contact through Instagram DMs and we just made it happen. Um, he's one of those artists that he really works with anybody. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you're in the music scene and you have a decent number and you're putting yourself out there and you're trying to be someone, he'll work with you. So me and him worked together, uh, made this feature, and this was the first thing to kick off of the year. But that's not going to be on the album because on the album I have dropping May 15, 2021. It's called Death for Eternity. I have 15 songs on there, and every song on there has its own importance of being on that album. So that's going to be just a single. But I will put that on the album or an EP somewhere. Yes, yeah, I mean, I recommend that song to everyone. And again, like I say on all these podcasts, uh, it will be added to the Hasty Sessions, The Rise playlist on Spotify. And uh, yeah, you can find it there and all the other music that I really dig from yourself. I appreciate uh, it, man. Kind of going on, I guess, to start it out, kind of what was your inspiration to get into music and uh, overall what kind of got you into music? Uh, growing up in Florida, uh, my dad had his own radio station and he uh, used to produce and stuff for like people in the, in the hood we was living in. So he was like making music for them and shit like that. So I would see a whole bunch of artists coming there with different styles and see what they were doing wrong and see what they was doing right. And I just took it to inspiration. I was like, maybe one day I'm going to do this and just follow my dad's footsteps. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting because even the guy I've just previously uh, interviewed said the same thing. His dad's his biggest inspiration. And, I mean, it seems to be a lot. I mean, if you grow up with a parent that's predominantly in music, it usually pushes Hell yeah. the child to go into it. So, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, parents are always a great inspiration. <clears throat> so, uh, I guess kind of go from that. What, uh, How was 2020, I guess, with COVID? How was it as working as an artist with everything, shit hitting the fan and just coming out so unexpected? Honestly, man, I really think it was it was kind of good for me. Um, it gave me a lot of time to sit down and actually plan and think about what I wanted to do with my future and give me a lot of time to develop my sound and, and make new music and come up with new ways to blow up and learn promotions and learn the industry. So it really, I'm not going to lie to you, it really gave me um, a mindset and it gave me my own personality during that time. So I had the six, seven months to sit here and plan out what I wanted to do, meet new people and market. Yeah, no, <clears throat> I mean, when it comes to situations like that, you either take it with a positive or you just huddle up and kind of go through it. I mean, I was kind of the same way with it just opened up a lot more time for me to work oh, yeah. on personal stuff. And it's a lot of creative, creative time, even though when you look outside or look at the news, it's all negative shit all the time. But I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, hopefully towards the end of this year, everything kind of winds down, doesn't kind of, we don't get getting waves of this shit and people kind of smarten up. But. Yeah, really, stay your ass inside, man. Put <laughs> your mask, everything. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, I guess before 2020, were you doing any shows? Uh, I guess what, how did it kind of affect you in kind of a way other than, I guess, making you more of a creative getting out into the market and stuff? Um, so in 2019, like you were saying, 2019 is really when I started making music and started taking it serious. Um, when 2020 hit, I had a lot of shows lined up. I had a lot of things that I was going to be doing, like coast to coast and other touring agencies I was working with. Um, they were all planning shit for 2020 and then Corona hit and that completely made everything else obsolete. So that's what went into me working into the other process. So, I mean, it was a negative, but I made that negative into a positive. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of guys always say that, that it just came out of the blue. They got a lot of shows canceled. And I feel for you underground guys, because like I always say, doing shows is the one shows thing. Shows are the most important, man. Most, man. It's, you can relate the person, finally put either a face to the music that you jam with. And it's just a memory that you always, always remember. And, uh, solidifies to you. Yeah, I feel for you guys definitely in that. And I hope towards the end of the year, you'll be able to kind of get, get booking stuff again and, just hopefully, I don't know what it is like down towards you guys. I know in Canada we're kind of waning back to uh, easier stuff where I am. We haven't really got it that bad. So, I mean, it's hard to say in the States and stuff. Right. They haven't been the smartest over there. It really doesn't seem like they've really given a shit. So, it's, Hell no. it's hard to say over there. But, uh, yeah, so kind of going from that, 2021 – kind of going a little better. I mean, we kind of got all these vaccines and shit now, so hopefully towards the end of it we can. So what is the kind of your plan for this year? Is it, you already said you're going to drop your album in May. Uh, yeah, so the rollout of that, what other kind of stuff you got lined up for this year? Um, I got a couple of, I have, so pretty much eventually after, uh, before I drop this album, I'm going to be dropping two songs every month. So I'm going to lead up to the album. I'm going to start that next month. Um, I have a whole bunch of music I've been recording. And after that, I'm working on an EP. And then after that, um, I might drop another album before December. So I was thinking about dropping two albums a year, an EP, and then filling it up with singles in between. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, – I'm always interested to see uh, how guys, like, like to determine how they're going to drop stuff and just their whole drop rate. I've talked to guys that don't even like going towards albums right now because it's all different with this underground thing because you're all trying to get your names out. And uh, not as predominantly pushing, like, I know a lot of guys are really single-driven, and, uh, yeah, it's... Projects are very important. Projects yeah. can literally start your career. A debut album can make you. Yeah, and I was talking, I don't know if you know Jelani Imani is, he literally just hopped onto the scene from 2000, or when he first dropped his first one, shit, uh, Jelani, 19 years he dropped the project and he didn't even think and it pushed him right onto the underground scene. He's massive now in the underground. And, uh, yeah, projects are, projects are important. And so like, it's just, it's an accumulation thing. Like, just like you said, I just recently started making music too. And the whole market thing is, is a whole other animal compared to everything, man, especially with internet, the internet now being able to run ads and all this stuff. It's, it's, it's a whole, uh, whole learning process and the independent artist is starting to be a more predominant thing. Exactly. Guys do it all themselves. So it's, it's crazy. And there's a lot of talented guys out there, but a uh, kind of segue from that, I guess, uh, do you produce and everything, your music all together? Do you got, are you working like, do you got like a team down there? 
Uh, I do have a management team. Um, everything is majority myself. Um, I do have a producer. Shout out to Defective J in New Orleans. He's a really good producer, man, and he works with a lot of independent artists, and he works with a lot of underground music. And without him, bro, I really wouldn't be to the maturity level in music that I'm at now. Um, he was one of the first producers to even give me a chance to let me come to his studio. So mad props and mad shout out to him for real. Yeah, no, I mean, once a good, I mean, a lot of guys say like management isn't the way to go sometimes, but I mean, a good management team is all, it's also a good support team. I mean, being in is, is, it's, yeah, it's more than a management team, it's a support team. You got guys that always, you need to have like a kind of groupies that are always pushing your music and believe in it. I mean, because numbers sometimes can be a downer just for a solo guy trying to do it. You always need someone to be right there is telling you your shit's fire and like, it's yeah, not it's, just that they'll give you they'll give you marketing ideas they'll come up with new strategies and new ideas and i don't have one of those managing teams i don't have a full management team okay i am my own manager my own production distributor all that stuff um so what my manager does is he will contact uh people with spotify playlists and he'll like try to playlist me and get me on to certain things get me on the little radio stations or this that and the third and he'll give me ideas and help me out. And that's how we came up with Death for Eternity, the website for the uh, clothing brand that we were going to drop the same day that we dropped the album. And it's, it's a very good marketing strategy that that man came up with. And he's very intelligent, and I appreciate him for that. Yeah, and it also leaves you to, to focus on the music. I mean, that's what you are in our Exactly. So, yeah, it's all it's all weighed off your back, and it only leads to, to better stuff. It's and, not that you can't do it yourself. It's just sometimes it's, it's a stress reliever, man. You already got to do a lot of shit yourself. So sometimes it just takes that weight off your shoulders, like you were saying. Yeah, no, I only put my stuff on SoundCloud, and it still seems like a lot. And I'm like, holy shit, there's still so much shit after even just putting it out. You get excited to put it out, but once it's out there, there's, there's so a lot of promotions. Much, so, yeah, so much shit. You got to keep pushing it, man. But, uh, yeah, kind of going from uh, that, any new listeners, guys, have never heard of Kid or Kid Louie, I guess how would you describe your sound? How would you describe your music? Um, I make I make very relatable music, and I make I'm not one of those sad rappers, you know what I'm saying? But I do tell like stories, and I do like everything that I say has a meaning to it, even if some people don't understand it. You know, like I have a song called "Brother" that I literally wrote about one of my brothers that had passed away. That it meant so much to me to make that song. That when I made that song, everyone in the studio damn near cried, and they didn't even live my life. You know what I'm saying? And some of them don't even know me that well, and still could relate to it and understand what I was saying. You know what I'm saying? So. I make music to really send a message. I'm not worried about clout, fame, money, none of that. None of that means anything to me. It's all obsolete. Money's going to come with it regardless. And what I plan on doing with most of that money is either investing it and saving it for my children to make sure they have a good life and they're stable because I know what it feels like to struggle and be through those predicaments and those situations. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. I mean, Having goals down the line to be investing yourself is definitely a good good head to have. That's what every that's what all I mean. The smarter guys that are in the like exactly. way in the mainstream are always saying invest in property and stuff. And I mean, some guys listen. You can tell the guys that don't. But uh, no, you seem to have a, a level headed enough to. I feel like you'll be around for for years to come. And longevity, uh, man, longevity. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely. I mean, some people don't look down the road. They're like, what can I get right now? And that's it's definitely that's not. That's a kink in the chain right there already. But uh, you can tell your stuff's getting better and better, and it's it's more polished every time I, I've 
like, well, just going through your stuff from 2020, 2019 to even the 2021, yep. it's always more polished. And that's, that's just the, the sign of a, someone that actually really cares, is really passionate about their, uh, about their craft. And I mean, that just makes me excited for the project you got coming up and everything else coming down the line for sure. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, uh, going, I guess from that to, I guess anyone kind of, it's almost kind of the same question, but just a different spin on it. But, uh, saying your, why should someone check you out? Like, why should one, someone give you a chance and check out your music? Honestly, I feel like everyone deserves to have the opportunity to be heard. Everyone, everyone has their own story. Everybody's been through something and it's all about perseverance. Um, the reason I feel like someone should listen to me. I wouldn't say someone should listen to me. I say if you want to and you don't you're not obligated to do anything. If you if you were an artist yourself and you were trying to make it and you just wish that somebody would listen to you and just hear you out. That's pretty much the same way I am. I, I don't really want you to. I don't you know, I'm, I'm not going to be hurt if you don't. But if you would love to or, you know, what I'm saying if you could take the generosity and just go listen to what I have to say. And when I speak this passion onto this music and onto these beats, it means a lot because to an artist. We work our asses off day and night to make this music. You know what I'm saying? So we, we try to get the try to get the best reactions and just hear what people got to say about your art. Yeah, no, and I mean that's it's a good way of looking at it. And I had a guy that, that answered it very uh, a way a different way. I've had someone answer, it, and that's even I haven't had anyone answer it that way before either. It's just you definitely if you have enough passion behind your work and you you you. Okay, I'm choking on the word here. You <laughs> believe in it, I guess. Yeah, you believe in it enough. I mean, people are gonna, as long as you're putting the passion into it, someone's going to come. People are going to come, and once they feel, get a feel that you actually are like a lot of SoundCloud shit, man. It's so hard to get through all the actual shit, especially on SoundCloud, because you can just fire stuff right off your phone onto it. And yeah, that's, that, that, now. that that whole SoundCloud platform really got fucked over in 2017, 18. When the mumble rap came out, now everybody's labeled as a SoundCloud rapper. I look at it as utilizing your platforms. Yeah, yeah. Exactly how I look at it. Like, I market my music on Instagram. I market it on um, Snapchat, Twitter, everything. I, uh, I'm not a Twitter rapper. I'm not a YouTube rapper. I mean, you got to understand it. It's just utilizing your platforms and what's there for you to use. Yeah, I just think SoundCloud being so accessible, especially now, like I said, you can fire stuff right off your phone. I mean, literally anyone, a, a five-year-old kid that somehow gets a hold yep. of the phone and records something and just fire it up there. And I mean, a lot yep. of this kind of sounds like it is <laughs> just a little kid kind of rapping on there. But I mean, <laughs> I, I'm predominantly using SoundCloud right now, but I just don't have a lot of clearance for beats and shit. And I don't really care to get sued at the moment, but, uh, <laughs> yep. That's one thing I can't say for any artist coming up. If you're going to steal a YouTube beat, look, $25, $30, you can copy lease. Yes. DM them on Instagram. Try to work out an exclusive lease. Save up your money. If you're really working on some art, bro, and you really want your music to blow up, and you, when you blow up that music, Lucid Dreams, for example, Juice World, he blew yeah. up on Lucid Dreams and got sued the fuck out for like $10 million because yeah, of that, that fucking was, beat. Fuck, that went on forever, too. That was ridiculous. $10 million, bro, for a beat that you could have literally just paid $50 for. Is it worth it? I'm fucking, uh, not mean to interrupt you there, but, I mean, anyone that doesn't really know of the service of beat stars, there is fucking beat stars is where I get ninety nine point nine percent of my beats. Same. There is millions upon millions of beats, and they're all by like twenty to 
to 50. I've seen a couple for 80, but I mean, those ones aren't any different than a lot of the lower ones. But you can find ones on the quality beats for 25. Wave, you can buy the Wave and the MP3, or you can get an exclusive, anything. Yeah, and a lot of them are running deals. You buy one and get 10, and you can, it's... You can buy a whole pack. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a steal for guys that are even pinching with money or don't yet have a producer that or someone that is just sending them stuff all the time. Yep. I yep. spend three quarters of my days scrolling through that shit, and I, it's it's always, I mean, for anyone, I'm assuming anyone that's making music knows about Beatstars at this point because they're they only keep growing. There's so so many producers on there at this point. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a big platform for producers in the future. I can already see it. Oh, five years from now, that'll be the main, the main thing. I don't, I don't imagine people will be hiring personal producers unless they're, they're friends or they're making yeah. their beats. It'll just be like those guys. I don't know why that wasn't a thing. There might have been something like that, like a kind of a producer hub, but I never knew about it. Beatstars really, they're really good at marketing. I see that shit everywhere. And yeah, I use that app all the time. Highly recommend that for sure. But, uh, yeah, kind of going from, uh, from that, I guess. Uh, so what I'd like to do kind of towards the end of it is to give you the floor again. Plug anything and everything. Like, if you say you got merch, plug that. Just kind of talk about everything you got coming, just anything. If there's other shit other than music, then, I mean, plug absolutely everything. Yeah, man. Um, like I said, my name is Kid Louie, man. And I really appreciate you interviewing and taking the time out of your day to even, you know, give some of these artists that are not, yet solidified as independent artist or in the industry at all by themselves um i am on every platform as far as music you can also google me at kid louie k-i-d-d-l-u-u-i you can find me on everything stream the new music my debut album death for eternity will be coming out may 15th 2021 so y'all look forward to that hitting the stores on that date um i also will be releasing um one of one merchandise for this album Never will release them again. So if you want them and you want to be a loyal supporter or even if you, you don't support and you just, you know, what I'm saying or you're not a fan, excuse me, you just support. That's cool. You can come mutually support me. I'm cool with that. I'll follow you back type shit. And if you want to feature anything, hit me up in the DMs. Let's make something happen. I'm all about working with independent artists who want to grow. And like I said, man, I'm from New Orleans. And if y'all end up out here, we can film videos, anything like that. So I'm really cool with that. And I'm grateful for you having me here. Yeah, no, for sure, and I'm really grateful for you, me. I'm not really nobody either. I could almost be considered an underground fucking podcaster, but I really appreciate you allowing me to spread your your name, your music, and all that stuff. I appreciate all you guys that allow me to do that. And, uh, yeah, you'll be able to find all his, my favorite music from him in the playlist, like I said, AC Sessions, The Rise on Spotify. Uh, I'll be promoting all his stuff on the Instagram page at Hasty Sessions. We're also found on YouTube at Hasty Sessions where there will be a video version of this uh, interview too. And, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, thanks. Thank you for having me, man. Peace. Later, man.